Welcome to Fresh from the Esky. Subtitled Ordinary Lives, Ordinary People. Accompanied by Ordinary Production, Ordinary Editing. Sit back, grab a beer, relax and enjoy. Welcome listeners to episode 9 of season 2 of Fresh from the Esky. Bit of a special guest we've got on tonight for the footy wrap and a bit of mailbag and that special guest is our former co-host who now resides in the motherland of England. Big welcome to you, Ben Hodgins. Thanks for having me back. Um, obviously the show's been going great um, with the, um, the co-host that you've had on and, um, and the interviews that you've done, so it's good to be back. No, we're always going to have you back, Ben. You're welcome back anytime. We miss you over here, actually. Even um, my co-hosts comment on how they miss you and how, you know, it'd be good to have you back one day. Surely you will come back, but you're setting yourself up yeah. a bit over there at the moment? Set myself up out in, out in Ashford, a bit outside of London. Whether I'll stay here um, after my contract teaching's up or not, um, I don't know whether I might move into London or stay out here. I've got, I got options. Yeah, bought yourself a little Peugeot and um, done a, already been and seen the Northern Lights, played a bit of Australian rules in Bulgaria. Yeah, done a bit of um, bit of everything now. Um, I've got another week. I'm um, currently just started holidays, so I've got two weeks off now. Uh, next week I'll be going back to Amsterdam again um, and then going to Prague and to Krakow um, with Russell Bond. Yeah, no, sounds great with your cousin Russell Bond. Yeah, he'd be um, a good travelling companion, I'm sure, as was Dylan Tyler come over and saw you for a while, which was great. Yeah, um, obviously we spoke on the um, on the phone when um, Paula was over here with me, um, and I did listen to one episode, I think it was with you and Tyler. Um, you said that you did have a listener in Andorra, and that um, that was Paula, yeah. Yeah, no, but I'm sure now there's more than one listener, surely. I'm sure he spread the word. Yeah, There'd probably be... I'm pretty sure he was showing it to everyone there. Um, that's when he was um, snowboarding for a couple of couple of days in Andorra. Yeah, I've picked up another country. Germany now is online. I'm, I'm pretty sure that'd be Maxi and a few of his friends. Yeah, I'd say so. Well, um... As you know, Ben, we um, always have a beer. I don't know, it's probably a bit early for you to have a beer over there at the moment. Um, it is 11 o'clock, but I do have to do, and plan on doing a bit today, so I might not, oh, actually, I'll, I'll get a beer out of the fridge, I'll All go right, well, and get one. Alright, you go do that, I'll, I'll grab a beer now here. Now, um, I've actually, oh, I was just going to say, I've had, um, when I first came over, there was this app. I was using it through um, through the app that we use, Untapped, and um, it offered me a free free carton of twelve beers. Mixed beers, or what were they? Yeah, mi- mixed beers, like um, just from Manchester Brewing, I think it was, or the Manchester area, and it was about yeah twelve different beers, whether they were um, stouts or um, pale ales and that, so. I did that for the free one, and then you get a second box for five dollars. 
right now, get the five dollar one, and um, I've got to cancel the subscription now, so I don't get stung for about forty pounds on the next one. Yeah, well, I don't think um, I've got anything for free from my Untapped app yet, but I have got. I'm trying an Atomic Pale Ale. It's a beer which um, has a a character, some character flavours. It's four point seven too, God, but it's got um of citrus and stone fruits. Who'd have thought that I'd be drinking a beer with character of citrus and stone fruits? I mean, really, how I've changed, how the world's changed. Yeah, well, actually, one of the other ones, I'm not having it now because I'm afraid it's going to be disgusting. Um, but one of the ones that I got in this second box was a gin and tonic IPA beer. Yeah, gin and tonic. Uh, gin and tonic's its own thing. How can it suddenly become a beer, I wonder? Yeah. Don't know what it is, but it says gin and tonic IPA beer. Um, I've got from North Brewing Co. Um, Earthly Delights Pale Ale 4.8%. Mm, 4.8. That's a heavy, especially for a young fellow like yourself. How are you handling the alcohol over there, Benny? Um, not too bad. And, and are um, you drinking it at room temperature or chilled or what? Um, all these ones that I'm drinking um, at home are, are cold, chilled. But the ones that when you go out, well, I've actually really become a Guinness man. Oh, really? Here. Guinness? Yeah, it, yeah, so Guinness is usually yeah a bit, bit closer to room temperature than chilled. Um, yeah, I don't know. Over here, Guinness doesn't taste so bad. Uh, maybe you're just acclimatised to the taste, just like you have to the weather, just like yeah. you have to the English girls. Or are they acclimatised to you, Ben? How's that going? No, nah, there's never any chance. I don't do don't do do uh, don't do too much. Jeez. Don't you? Oh really? Oh, that's right. You you go on these trips and then you have to relax on the weekends when you're home. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the Atomic Pale Ale, I can see it has got a hint of um, stone fruit and citrus in it, and it doesn't actually help it taste like a beer. But it, I suppose it's. I don't know. I'm getting so used to all these craft beers. It's it's got a place somewhere, but I don't think it's as a beer drinking. It's, I don't know, it tastes more like a, I don't know, some wine or something. I don't know. But it's it's all right. It's drinkable. What beers aren't drinkable, I suppose? And what's yours taste like, Benny? Any good? Yeah, it's actually not too bad. Um, yeah, well, you think Guinness is all right now, so your taste buds have yeah, changed. Yeah, no, so this is a yeah. very, very good pale ale. Is it? Um, I'll rank this pretty highly when I rank it, yeah. Yeah, well, you do tend to go with the pale ales a bit. Tell you what, you... Yeah, I'm... I'm not a big fan of the stouts. No, um, stouts are pretty Especially those ones with that little bit of like, is it liqueur? Yeah. I, th- I thought yeah. I thought um, Guinness was kind of a half stout anyway, myself. It's pretty dark. Yeah, well, that's what I, th- I think it is a little bit as well, but I think it's more those liqueur ones with that the kind of coffee taste. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Guinness yeah. doesn't really have that coffee taste, and obviously I don't really like any, um, the taste of coffee at all. Yeah, well, in um, the good old land down under here, Australia, uh, Carlton Draft or Carlton United have just released some um, Victorian Bitter. But they've uh, upped it to 6% and they've called it VX. It comes in a uh, red-labelled um, stubby and it's only in 250ml stubbies, the old glug glugs. I recommend if you can get hold of it and be like liquid gold over there, Benny. It'll, um, it'll, yeah. It's not a bad beer. I am keen to try that when I get back. Um Oh, you don't reckon it'll be available in England? 
Don't they? Don't we export it over there? Only export. Oh, I haven't seen it. Or maybe there'd be specialised shops, maybe in London. Is Foster's Lager uh, available readily over there? We used to export. Foster's is pretty, pretty readily, uh, readily available. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, our international beer. On tap and in most of the um, shopping places, but that's the only Australian beer here. Like, oh, I haven't seen a four X a Northern or anything else like that. Really? Yeah. No. Well, I do know that was Carlton United's big export beer. They reckon it tastes better better over there. Couldn't taste worse. That's for sure. It's not a great beer. But, um, yeah. Well, I think it's. I think that's what they said with Guinness. Is the um, it's like the the water or something they use in them. Yeah, it's probably crappier water over there. Anyway. Well, they reckon that it's closer to the to the source or something, so it tastes oh. completely different. Right. Like they reckon if you go to Ireland and have a Guinness, it's completely different to what it is in the UK. They reckon it's even better. Oh, righto. There you go. There you go for the beer connoisseurs. What was that one you wanted me to get a carton of and send... No, no, you were going to send a carton to me or something? Or what was that one? For someone's dad, Grace, Grace's dad or something. Oh, yes. Um, oh, I can't remember. I haven't been able to even find them. And mm. then, yet. Yeah, um send them even off i just sent off um all the gear from the wandsworth demons yep it's um, coming over yeah run. that's who you're having to run for the wandsworth demons playing a oh it looks a bit like a um melbourne outfit um yeah red with similar. the blue with the red yoke but has a bit different to it they they run a few teams i see run a women's team as well yeah two two women's teams and three men's team they've got mm. um so yeah very popular yeah, no, it seems pretty well organised by the Facebook page and that. A, a few expats playing, a few locals playing as well, I hope. Yeah, a few locals. Um, a lot of, obviously, a lot of Australians as well. Um, and like I said, yeah, I think it's the team that I play for Wandsworth, I think there is some very handy players playing here. Many, many Queenslanders there, Benny, or haven't you found out? Uh, not, not from so far, a lot. Of Victorians, which a lot I think of Victorians. is why you find a lot of the, um, a lot of them are very good. Yeah, because uh, they're coming from Victoria. Yeah, as far as I know, I'm the only Victorian that wasn't great at football to come out of Victoria. Apparently, if you're Victorian, you're really good. Apparently, the rest of them. Anyway, look. Yeah, well, these. Mm. Yep, I better get on with a bit of the mailbag, as you know, Ben. A bit's been going on over here while you've um been away, so. I'll just um I'll just bring up the mail bag and see what we can find. Yeah, sounds good. So I had um a late entry. Remember our original episode? We were searching for the goat, and the goat's been mentioned again. Uh, the goat of sports, because um I just the other week I had um Timmy Borg on, and they spoke of the Air Jordan, Scotty Pippen, what, who's those other guys that are great basketballers? I can't remember their names. Kobe Bryant LeBron James. and LeBron James, that. But here's Kobe someone Bryant, that, yeah. that we never mentioned, but I don't know if you know who he is, but David Foster. Now, David Foster was a champion, or still is, H, he's still alive anyway, champion woodchopper that came from Tasmania. He has won one thousand titles in wood chopping. Incredible, really, when you Jeez. think about it. That is, uh, yeah, like a world champion wood chopper. He has held the world chop wood chopping championship title for twenty one consecutive years, and is Australia's most successful athlete and possibly the only athlete in any sport in the world. 
to win over 1,000 titles. Now, Darren McMillan alerted me to this fact. Now, Darren also, when we had the first GOAT debate, mentioned, um, I think it was the surfer, Kelly Slater, who we'd already Kelly mentioned Slater, anyway. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, David Foster, big man in wood chopping. Has been for years. I, I remember David Foster. It used to be the O'Tools before David Foster, but he come and dwarfed them all in the end. But yeah, so there's one to remember when you talk about the goats. We, I mean, I feel like um, our chase for getting that interview with Heather McCoy kind of hit a dead end. It has a bit, hasn't could, it? Joan never got back. Could oh, to be the new chase. Could it we could, get an interview with him? could be. I mean, and suddenly less people look for in Tasmania. You should be easier to find. You surely, you'd think. Well, I think with the, how old would he be if he's still the champion? I don't think he'd be too old. I reckon you'd find him on. Well, some form of yeah. Oh, I don't know. He'd be about my age, I think. But he might. Uh, born in 1957. He's a bit older than me, actually. But I think he still chops at times. Yeah, but anyway, we might have to chase him down. Uh, the other thing oh, was... No, I we can find him. Oh, well, right. It's on, Ben. I'll, I'll find him for you. Um, I remember I mentioned um, Shane Fowler earlier playing footy in Germany. I think he is having a run. He um, yeah. listened to the show. He thought, he thought I would have got a mention before the last minute of our season. Our season hasn't started. Just training. There will be no full back. So I mentioned... Well, not just I mentioned. I think a few of us mentioned he actually is actually a better backman than forward. But Maxi believes he's still a forward. Um, and as I said to him, mate, you've, I'm thinking of the young Maxi. I suppose the young, athletic, slim Maxi. He's probably bulked up a bit. He's more the plugger locket frame. Actually, he's more two plugger locket frames now. So he probably is a forward. But he'll tell him anything in Germany, I suppose. Just like you did in um, in um, England. There. What what have you told him, Ben? You're a dashing tall. Pacey Wingman? Yeah, well, I said they put down a poll for our practice match. It was back, forward, midfield, and I just put forward down. Yeah, I thought you would. Or anything like that, which is what I would have put. Um, but then I ended up playing in the back line for two quarters anyway, I think. Well, there you go. You just looked like we're back. How, how did you go? Was this in Bulgaria or you played another practice match? No, so this was um, an intra club match. Um, we played six quarters. Um, yeah, I didn't go too bad. Um, made a couple of mistakes, but was getting a bit of the ball. But also, the the wind there was insane. Like, um, there's a couple of ones that were just floating up to you, or coming down to you, sorry. But then with about, when it was like five metres away from you in the air, it would just completely blow to the left or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and look, so I, th- I think that's the same problem our cricketers have, the moving ball. Whenever we go over there, the moving ball. And you'll have the same problem playing football, the moving ball, Benny. Got to just watch yeah, it. Yeah, I could not judge it to save my life at times. And then obviously it affected my kicking and that as well, like um, which hasn't been the greatest, the greatest of times. So uh, I'm sure you'll get it sorted, Benny. Uh, the other bit of commentary. Oh, and Peter Bulmer. He he's a great listener. Peter Bulmer. You know Peter Bulmer from the Swans. Yeah, he's Peter. got. Back with me with, um, see you April 22nd, Up the Mighty Swans. Thanks again, Pete. I think last comment he got to me was Up the Swans. Um, he just keeps pushing the same line on me. And yeah, also... Yeah, well, no, he's a, he's, he is a passionate supporter. Oh, I'll yes. That De- definitely not passionate. Even the, not even just for the Swans, but for, like... Um, Football. North Chargers fan as well. Oh, is he? Oh, um, not, not so the... He gets not, behind the Chargers. Not the... Um, C- and that. 
Oh, right, eh? that's good. I thought he'd be a Seagull yeah. supporter. No, yeah, I'm not sure what the um, what the connection is with the Swans compared to the Chargers and why not the Gulls or anything like that. Um, but yeah, he's a big Chargers fan. Um, and he's also a big big Lions fan in the actual AFL too. Oh, is he? Oh, that's oh, good. Yeah. Not that they're going great at the moment, but we'll get round to that. Um, also, when I had Turtle and Joel Kilpatrick round, there was a full fridge of um, Melbourne Bitter. By the end of the night, there wasn't. That was um, put up on the promotional clip for that. Um, Justin Brown commented it's his favourite beer. Um, Damien Rabbis come back with, uh, if you're talking Vic beers, I think Carlton Draft is the better beer. And um, as I, I agreed with Damo when we used to be down in Victoria, the best beer was a Carlton Draft on tap. But I reckon it beat all the packaged beers, but in a can, I, I didn't never thought it was great. Melbourne Bitter is a good beer. It is an excellent beer. Excellent beer, Benny. Uh, let me see. Also, um, Jimmy Fowler. That's Shane Fowler's brother. He's a VB man. He let me know that with a, a clip of him having a VB. He's going all right yeah. down in Victoria. He's yeah. back down there. A um, bit of local stuff also from fresh from the Yeski was Tamika, who had the the poem was concerning Tamika or had Tamika mentioned in it. Um, yeah, she's yep. Yeah, she was she was pretty happy with the poem and the call out. She also said there was another poem done on the same sub- subject at this fictional mine with fictional people that I fictionally work at. So um, I have got that poem. We might finish the rest of that, and I'll have to go and find out about this other poem. I hate having competition, but we'll see how that is going as well. And that, that's about it for the mailbag, really. Um, I didn't get a lot of replies about the concussion question. Probably too serious for the audience I'm working with, I suppose. You know, they're not interested in that, you know, yeah, doctor stuff. So, yeah. yeah, you know, like, you know, you get concussion or you don't get concussion, I suppose. It's more the thing, isn't it? You know? So, we better get into the AFL, Benny. Now, I don't know if you know, but top of the ladder at the moment are the mighty St Kilda Saints. Now, Yeah, Ross the boss is back. Yeah, I look, I owe him an apology. I thought I was one who bagged the decision. I said, this is going backwards. This will do nothing. But three, zip at the moment, 150% in our 150th year. On top of the ladder, only one... Oh, sorry, there's three undefeated teams, but um, one of them is Carlton, who's had a draw. The other one is Collingwood, already thinking of 66 when we played them in a grand final. But I watched them play Essendon. They were actually exciting to watch. I thought it would be just Dowers and Kilda, but like 150%, they're not doing too bad scoring-wise and limiting the opposition. They're playing some pretty good footy. They still conceded the least amount of points. I just saw something... um when I was going through Facebook just this morning before you called, they considered the least amount of points. I think it's 170 or something. Yes, yeah, no, especially their first halves have been very good there. I don't think anyone's kicked more than um, 30, or 29 might be the highest they've conceded in the first half of any game. And they've still got quite a long injury list. Like, there's a lot of guys out. Kings, for one, is out. There's a few, quite a few yeah, still man. out. Jack Steele's out. 
from the other week. Yes, yeah, out. we'll miss him. We will miss him. But some of the young fellas are standing up. There's the guy, um, I can't even pronounce his name, is doing very well. Um, Philippo? Yeah, that's the guy, I think, yeah. Yeah, he's doing well, but no, they're, they're doing very well. Frio, well, they had a great win on the weekend yeah. in the Derby, but um, that's their first lucky. win, isn't it? Yeah. Um, West Coast went down with that many injuries, um, so I think they had about four injuries and they played from the third quarter onwards with no bench. Um, yeah. so I think we were very lucky, but I don't know. We don't look like the same team as that we were last year. We don't look like a top four team, um, but... We got a win, so I mean I can't be too upset about that. Yeah. Um, and oh. obviously we lost to St Kilda, but maybe St Kilda is a bit better team than a lot of people thought. So oh, well, not people too got, about that one, but people in the north, we shouldn't have. Well, let's be honest, Ben. That's what I was going to say. If you're not the team you were last year, I don't think North Melbourne are either. I mean, I know they had their first loss, and it was against Hawthorne on the weekend. But gee, they're playing with a lot more intent and purpose and enthusiasm. Then um, last year, I can see him having a few more wins. I don't think they're that bad. Yeah, well, but I mean, I, was, I looked at the, season, at the start of the season, our first five games, and I thought Fremantle should be 5-0. Yeah, my day, 2-1. Um, two, two losses, one that and is. 1-2. and two, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, um, but so hopefully we get these next two. Who's on the bottom of the ladder, Ben? Who's on the bottom of the ladder? Geelong. Yes, no wins. No wins at all. Yeah, that is, that is surprising, no wins. I mean, I don't think they've had the easiest three games by any stretch, but still to have no wins. Yeah, who'd they play? They play Collingwood. They play Gold Coast, who hadn't had a win and beat them. And yeah, I can't, I can't... Collingwood, Carlton and Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, those first two, I suppose, you always thought were going to be... Well... Could go either way, but... Collingwood approved there, not just a flash in the pan. Actually, people have got him as a favourite to win the flag already, actually, which I think is maybe a little premature. But, um, mm. but, like, they are playing... Well, they've taken up where they left off last year. You know, the Dacos yeah. boys are setting a place alight. Um, I well, don't I think... Nick Dacos might even be the favourite for the Brown at the moment. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't think having Mitchell in their teams hurt them at all. And I don't think having um, the Hill fella in there's hurt them at all either so they've Hill, yeah. yeah they've done quite well actually i think bobby hill's keeping uh jack ginvan out who's had a few few of his own issues in the off season well he might have to pay for him for a while the way things are going i think he's eligible to play was this week but um played yeah, in the reserve grade mm. um but it's another another good week coming up too um with a few teams that would really got something to prove Yep, who are they, Ben? Um, Brisbane, obviously, is the one. Yes, yes. Um, like They versus Collingwood. So, mm. I think it's a I must mean, win, must win for Brisbane. They've really got to show something. They they, they had a good second uh, round, but pretty ordinary. Their two losses have been, really. Though, yeah. I think on the, the loss on the loss in round three, gee, they controlled a lot of the play, just didn't kick any goals, and... I put a lot about that down to that Danaher. I don't think I would have kept McStay and seen if someone wanted Danaher off me. I think, but they're just yeah. they're just not doing well enough. Like they had, I'm not sure if they had more forward entries or not. I don't take much notice of it. But just watching the game, they had more control of the game and spent more time 
under their control, yet they couldn't win the game, which is a bit ordinary, I thought. But they've, they've got a bit to prove, yes. And they'll come up against a pretty red-hot, confident Collingwood who... That, that's what I liked about Collingwood, and I must say I liked about the Essendon St Kilda game. Prepared to use the corridor. Prepared, they're not playing around the boundary. They're prepared to turn it in and run it up the corridor. So it's making for a bit more exciting football, I feel. Yeah, and that's good. And then what else happened? So we had the Dogs obviously beat the Lions last week. Yes. Um, I the, think the Bulldogs are another team that should, this week, they need to prove it and back it up. I yes. I think they've got Richmond. So um, after the first two two games where the dogs really disappointed, I think they need to prove something. They do. Apparently Bont led the way a bit, but then I read other things and they say he turns over a lot of the ball to Bont. And well, I think he, yeah, I think he dominated from what I've heard. Yep. Right. We'll go with what you said. Patrick Cripps dominated his game. Apparently, forty-two possessions. And yeah, about... he did too against the Giants. So oh. Carlton got up by ten. Yep. Yes, well, they only just got up in that. bit of controversy about a free kick given, but anyway, you're not to show dissent, and that's the rule, I suppose. It's a bit harsh yeah. when it gets a goal straight away, but yeah. Yeah, what other games have we got coming up, Benny? Um, St Kilda obviously just versed Essendon and handed Essendon the first loss. Yep. Um, the Bombers have got Giants next week, I believe. Oh, I'd take so, the Giants in that. I'd take the Giants in that, I reckon. Well, that's what I mean. I think that's another one. Essendon might have to prove that they're not um, wasn't a fluke the start of the season. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if, if you're looking at the start of the season and you're looking at these team, teams right now, you should expect Essendon to win this. Yes. Um. Yeah. And then Adelaide and Port Adelaide um, played on the weekend in the showdown. Yeah. Um. Strange. Strange. Two teams. Honestly, I could not tell you what Port Adelaide and Adelaide are up to this season. No, well, I think Port were meant to win that one, but Adelaide yeah. blew them away in the end. They found a couple of forwards there, apparently, and they're doing quite well. Yeah, Port flogged Brisbane in that week one, mm. then got flogged by Collingwood, and now I've lost to Adelaide. So. Yeah, it's been a bit insipid since that first one. It just yeah. shows, I don't know if Brisbane were that bad in the first, but... Brisbane a bit the same, aren't they? Like as we were saying, they won that second one, but up and down, pretty, pretty two pretty poor performances in but um, either side of that. Like, yeah, and I think Port Adelaide have got Sydney next week. Yeah, well, Sydney they'll be on a bit of a rebound. Got touched up a little after a big start by Melbourne, I feel. Yeah. And who's um, who's the mighty Saints got? Who can who the, the Saints have got? Gold Coast is it? Coast, yeah. Yeah. Well, this will we'll find out if they're just pretenders taking on the powerhouse of St Kilda for the Suns. <laughs> Actually, I don't know how long it'll last a powerhouse, but I'm I'm riding as far as I can, eh? Because I mean, yeah. No, I would have been doing the same if it was Fremantle. Yeah. We've got Adelaide actually. Oh, yeah, well, that'll um, be a bit of a test. We're another one of our teams. Mm. Yeah. Really need to prove something. That's right. I can see what you mean. They didn't have the hardest draw, did they? They've really got to do a bit better. The old Freo. Yeah. Yeah. I did expect, like I thought, maybe I said we should have been five and zero, but I thought we'll do some three zero things and we'll probably be four and one or something. But yeah, I don't know. We should. We really need to win these next two. I think we've got Adelaide and I think Gold Coast after that. So that's right. It's o- it's yeah. it's only early in the season, but you you don't want to be zipping five 
Like you, you want yeah. after five, really, you want to be at least two wins. You'd think you'd like to be three yeah, and, and you two. You don't want to have to be in one of those situations where you have to win your last four games and you've got to rely on other results to go your way to make the finals. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. You're still onto this um, football, Benny. You, you've got a football brain. Don't let anyone tell you no, any I different. Feel like I do, yeah. Hmm. And obviously, it's Easter weekend, so it'll be the Monday game. Must be Geelong. And Hawthorne, obviously. Oh, obviously. Always is, isn't it? I'll tell you what, and suddenly, it's a must-win for Geelong. Really? Yeah, well, they, all, they always seem to have a good game, Geelong and Hawthorne. Yeah, I hope um, I hope, I hope uh, Hawthorne can spank him. Mm. Oh, yeah. It'd be lovely to see. Because I'm, I'm well, not... I think, a, I think last, last year, I'm certain Hawthorne beat Geelong. I think you might be right. Actually, I wonder, would they be... Zipping three, if Joel Selwood was still there as captain, would have he willed him over the line in one, maybe two of these games or something? You know, it's oh, Dangerfield. It's Dangerfield the weakness. Is he the weakest link? Were any of them close games? Oh, I don't know. I don't follow it much, Geelong. As long as they lose, I'm happy. Yeah. No, it was a close game. It was. It was a close game, yes. Yeah. I think it was only 10 points in it. Might have been even less. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're just missing that inspirational leader. And maybe that's what... Maybe that's what it is with a few of these teams. Brisbane got a new captain, did they? Yes, they did. Yes, um, yeah. Harris Andrews and Lockie got Neer. A new captain. Yes, they did. I forget the who Lions it is. got a new captain. They've struggled. Hmm. Actually, a lot of yeah, a lot of new captains. That's true. I think St Kilda got a new captain, Jack Steele. But then, yeah, I suppose you're saying that St Kilda's got a new captain there. Top Collingwood got a new captain. Yes, Darcy Moore's their captain. Yeah, Pendlebury's still fantastic though. Geez, plays good football that lad. I don't yes, like saying, yeah. but he's a good footballer. All right. Um, what else you got, Benny? Much more on the football? There's not a real lot of controversy in it, I don't think, at the moment. A couple of bad umpire no, decisions, no. you know. But um, I suppose in the NRL, I know Redcliffe lost again. Yes, they did. I think that's their first loss. I think might be or second. I don't know. I don't follow it much. Second, I think they lost. Second, they lost to the Broncos. They lost so the Broncos. Dragons, maybe. Really? Gee, that is a bad loss yeah. if I lost to Dragons. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so I, think I mean, I'm not saying the wheels are undone, but I think they're coming back to Earth. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think the wheels are going back to where they should be, the correct inflation. They were a bit overinflated at the start. Big win against the Roosters, the very first one, which I can't take that away from. Huge win, huge win. Uh, the Raiders they beat too, but the Raiders have proved pretty hot and cold, and Ricky Stewart's just uh, running amuck down there. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's not the greatest coach. He's just a, he's just a, I don't know. He's just not a coach. I don't think he's been doing it for a long time. I know, but I don't think he's a very good coach. Yeah, Manly. I think they've had a loss or two now. They would fly and high at one stage. I think Storm are back in it a bit, and Broncos might actually be doing all right. I think. They, I think Broncos are undefeated. Are they? Yeah, I was going to say are they nearly on yeah. top of the ladder. Then would they be on top of the ladder? Yeah, they would be. I think they're the only undefeated team left. Yeah, my goodness me. I haven't heard that much about it. Maybe I'm not looking at the paper a lot, but you'd think that'd be all over the news. Broncos, Walters. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, seen, I've only seen um, it on Facebook and what I've been told by the um, by the boys and that. Because um, obviously you've got Hayden, Ricky, Jacob are all big Broncos fans. Um, but yeah, so from what I've heard, the... Undefeated still. I'm, I'm, 
I'm sure that that's still the same. I'm sure they're still undefeated at the moment. Yeah, no, you could be right. You could very well be right. Like I say, I don't take a lot of notice of it. It's it's a brutal sport with yeah. no no sense about it. Honestly, I mean, like they they run one way and throw the ball back the other way. Wouldn't it be, make sense if you want to get the ball up the other end to throw it that way? But no, they throw it backwards. It doesn't make any sense when you think about it as a game, really. You know. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't even try to talk um, to anyone in the UK about rugby league. Though in saying that, AFL, I don't think any of the kids that I've shown get a grip on the game at all. Oh, so you've spoke to them at school about it? Yeah, I've showed them. Um, to be fair, I only showed them the video that's AFL's biggest hits. Oh, really? You showed them the brutal side of it. Maybe you should show them the 89 grand final or something like that, or highlights of Gary Ablett Sr. My next one was going to be just showing them what the sport is and explaining the sport. Maybe, yeah, or... If you can download Lee Matthews, 11 goals, I think he had 38 possessions, three of them were handballs, and kicked 11 goals one day at Princess Park when he was a rover. You know, that's why they still speak of Lee Matthews as the GOAT. Some do. Some oh, do. Yeah, I think I did see um, the stat line from that game just the other day. Yeah, I think no. It was up H- huge game, huge game, huge game. Not bad for a rover, changing. Obviously, three handballs. He obviously didn't have to handball too often if you're kicking 11 goals. I'm not sure if yeah. they won. But, you know, like, the man won eight best and fairest. He, well, he was a great coach as well, wasn't he? Coached four premierships. You know, so yeah. man could play football. He might, was, oh, there he is. I just went into the group chat. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Jacob's posted it up. Um, round three, 19... 19- 73 Hawthorne versus Essendon Waverley Park. Hawthorne won 170 to 102. Lee Matthews, 38 kicks, three handballs, nine marks, 11 goals, three behinds. Not bad. Not a bad day's work, eh? Is Jacob listening to us live or something? How does he know that's going on? No, it's just a complete... Um, coincidence? Whoa. Yeah, complete coincidence. Well, that's, that's a bit spooky, really, when you think about it, isn't it? All right, what yeah, else? Um, very strange. What else you got, Benny? We can't have too many pauses. Uh, I won't have time to edit this. I've got to have this out on the on the airwaves tomorrow. I've got to have it. I've got to finish it before I finish this beer. Which this beer is tasting worse, actually, the more I drink of it. Oh, my! Is it all right? Well, while you're having to think about anything else to say, I might get this poem done and out of the way. It's a it's a poem about a fictional guy that left a fictional mine in a fictional state um, and other fictional people involved in it. All right? So it's complete fiction. All right? All right? So I'll just go through it now. I'll have to start from the start. Just f- And I've got it finished now. So this is a complete rendition. I've just got to find a bit of light, though. Can you do a bit of talking for a moment, Ben? Um, yeah, I can, I can try. Um what were we talking about before, though? There was something else that I had in mind, and now I've forgotten it. About the football? Oh, actually, no. Um, I was just going to say that when you asked me, have I got anything else to talk about? Um, I've been really thinking about um, what I could kind of do. What are some weird UK things that I could do? Um, so I've been scouring the internet, and um, I've got a few things that I want to want to go to and there were some very strange events in that um, 
thinking I might start up, I don't know, a YouTube channel or something and record them and do it just for something fun. Um, but a couple of them, um, you've probably heard of the cheese, the cheese chasing or the cheese hill racing. No, I haven't. Can't say I have. No, you haven't. No. So it's, you... um, so it's Cooper's Hill cheese rolling and they roll this like block of cheese, a big block of cheese down this hill. And you go and you just absolutely belt down this hill trying to chase it. Actually, the I, one at the yeah, I may have seen something about this one actually on on something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just people chasing cheese down a steep hill. Um, a lot of people fall over. There's a lot of breaking bones apparently in that as well. Yeah, no, it sounds like uh, fun. Yeah, it sounds like it could be fun. But there's um, there's a lot of other ones too, like um, bog bog swimming. Oh, swimming so the peat bogs? Yeah, swimming in bogs. Like, people go and they make, um, there's like a weekend of championship bog swimming. Yeah, very or difficult. Bogs, sorry. Yeah, it would be very difficult to swim in those peat bogs. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that one. I'm not the best at swimming anyway. Um, oh, I, I don't think... Just going to these events and checking them out and... Yeah. Seeing the weirder and the, the weirder side of the UK. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a good idea, Benny. Yeah, see the weirder yeah. side of the weird UK. Have you been I to? Think, a, um, where, is cricket on there yet? Is, have you been to a cricket match and or anything? No, I haven't been to a cricket match. I, cricket hasn't started yet. Oh, that's hasn't it? So what um, is it? It's there. It's there winter at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's coming yeah, it's into their summer. Way. It's coming into their summer, isn't it? Yeah, it's coming into it. Oh, well, right now it's spring, but yeah, coming into summer. Actually. I'll tell you what, I think we've got an Ashes series coming up over there. Aren't we going over there playing the Ashes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Russell Bond was actually, I was talking to him the other day. Um, Keen cricket follower. One day in each one. Yeah. Except for the Woods one. Yeah, no, he's a very keen cricket follower. Yes, you should maybe yes. go to one, see how we're going. There's always great days to have the cricket. Oh, that's another thing I was just reading about the other day, the day that Kim Hughes went out against the West Indies. Um, we were three three wickets down for eight runs and Hughes went out there. This is against the great West Indian sides with Garner and Croft and Holding and they were bowling express pace. I think it was at the G. And he ended up, he smashed them around. He was on 71 when our last batsman come in, Terry Alderman. And Alderman stuck around long enough and he ended up making 100, not out. And then the great DK Lilly come and took three wickets, including Viv Richards' last wicket on the last ball of the day. And the MCG was absolutely rocking. That's that's what cricket's about. They're the moments that people remember. You know, that it was great stuff. You know, Kim Hughes, he'd had time off. His um, father-in-law had been quite ill and that, so he hadn't actually made it to a lot of the... He was in doubt to play and hadn't been training and things like that. But, yeah, great... Great batsman, Kim Hughes. It gets underrated, I think. He was a great stroke player of his time. Probably didn't have the greatest average. I think he might have only averaged 37, 38. I had a lot of dramas. He was captain when the World Series went on and then when they came back, he was, wasn't was the most popular guy amongst your your chapels, your lilies, your marches and that like, which I think it probably distracted a little from his game and he probably could have been a better cricketer, Kim Hughes. I think he had a few problems after that. Became an alcoholic, which probably didn't help his cricket either. Maybe that was after he finished cricket. But he's on. He's, you hear him commentary now. He's good on commentary. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That's diverse, isn't it? I just went right off track with that. 
Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not the biggest cricket fan, but maybe I will go check out um, cricket while I'm here and that as well. Um, but yeah, just trying to. I think I, I think I got the inspiration um, from. I was watching Hamish and Andy's kind of gap years and that. Oh yeah, yes, that's right. They did. A, um, yep. That might have been yeah, where I've seen that cheese rolling thing. Actually, was it on one of their shows? Um, I'm not too sure. I'm, I've only just started watching it the other day, um, and I'm only watching the the US one so far. Mm. Um, but I know they do a Europe one, they do an Asia one, and they might even just do a UK one as well. I think they do. That's um, probably a better one to watch for you, Benny. Yeah, well, I might have to watch that one after I finish this one. But yeah, I saw them like they went in the US one when they went to um, this place, and they were like one. They went looking for Bigfoot and that, and then there was another one where they, um, well, they do job. Oh, went to some bloke who was just firing anvils up in the air. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that on. Yeah, like just doing. Hmm. Yeah, doing some strange things like that, and yeah. Actually, um, I think that'd be a pretty cool idea. That is another thing. I work at this fictional coal mine, but two fictional people had to go home last week because no three. Three on the fictional shovel circuit had to go home after a ghost sighting. Whoa, that's spooky, isn't it? What? Yep, no. That's what it went down Why'd as. Why they have to go home? Because they saw a ghost. They were pretty upset about it all. On. You, there's got to be more to this story. No, that's it. That's it. I'm trying to find out more, Ben. I've had. Um, oh, yeah. Apparently, they saw a ghost. I will try to, but it's been kept pretty hush-hush. It's kind of Area 52 kind of stuff. I don't know what they saw. I don't know if it was an apparition or or someone they knew or what, but three three people went home, ghost sighted. Three people had to go home. Cause they, and they, is it all the, you don't know if it's all the same ghost or...? I'm not sure, like but I presume it was, on the, it was on the same night. It's on the same night. I don't know. I've been I've been out there. I've been looking around, see if there's a magic mushroom field around or something. But I haven't spotted anything. That is that is very strange. Oh, it is. Yes, lots of strange things happen in a fictional coal mine, Ben. How did they um? How did they get let off for that? Oh, I don't know. I suppose they went and no. said to the supervisor, "Hey, I'm pretty disturbed here. A little distressed. I've seen a ghost." And what can he say? He can say, oh, there's no such thing as ghosts? I don't know. But apparently the OCE, I, I heard it from an OCE, a fictional OCE, of course. But, yeah. So I don't know what's going on out there. I don't know. Could be the ghost of coal mines past. Maybe it was a, you know, fossilised fuel. Maybe it was a dinosaur ghost or something. Maybe it was just Dorothy the dinosaur. Yeah, I don't know. There's something you going to, on. Um, when you eventually get... Dan on for an episode. We'll have to get Dan to tell. Is is it the, the ghost from the TV? Yes. Well, I did try. My next week's guest is my next door neighbour, and I tried to get Daniel because Daniel has a working relationship with our next door neighbour, but Dan wouldn't be in it. So I don't know. I think it's as hard to get Dan on the show as it is to get Joel to listen to the show. <laughs> or Joel on the show either. Yeah, maybe, no. Maybe I, I don't, Dan I, with, get Dan on with Tyler, I'd say. You reckon? I might try that. I, I, I might try, especially for a conspiracy show or something. All right, yeah. I better start. I better get this poem going, Benny. 
All right? Yeah. All right. The Goss on Ross the Boss. Not sure if it was 2016 or 18, or may have been even in between. But we had some labour turn up provided by Stella, and one of them struck me right away as being a good fella. Simon Ross was his name, and he was more than handy with spanners, and to top it off, he was very polite and had exceptional manners. He'd spent some time in the Isa, as in the Mount, and if you're good up there, it really counts. Hell, even big Alex Simpson, who was up there with him, gave him a rap. And Alex won't even acknowledge you, alive if he thinks you're crap. So along with some mates, they all built Sea Crew to be the best. Because let's be honest, we were several cuts above the rest. Mero was in the workshop and our leader back in those days. Probably would be back there if they knew that he drives round the pit like he's at the speedway. I've just got to turn a page here, Ben, all right? Yeah. Heath Burrows, so Heath Burrows was in the field in his CFM ute, though he spent a lot of time chatting to girls trying to get a route. Kenny Jenkins was also there to help out, though only as he at a hobble due to the dreaded gout. Winnie was the auto electrician who provided the spark, but on night shift we quite often found him asleep in the dark. Josh Ford was there, not sure if there was any as good, though it still intrigued me why there's never any cats in his neighbourhood. Wilco was on the tyres, pad busting beads. The way he worked and the, the way he talked, you'd swear he was on speed. And of course, Wazza was there with him, looking big, tough and mean, at least till he saw a frog that was green. Bano was a hardman in the boily bay, at least till his wife said, you got to leave, we're going away. Turn the page again. Then Simon yeah, no, last page, I think. Then Simon decided the time had come to get off the tools. I mean, imagine if you were 60 and still of them, you'd have to be a fool. So into planning he went with Big Mick Smith and made another great team and made an art of procuring chocolate mud cake and buns with cream. Even in planning, you were the nicest bloke, always available to help out or share a joke. And when Tamika was down, you were there as a mate, with a cheer up, Tam, your tits look great. But then, planning stopped being fun, because no matter what you did, apparently not enough was done. So Simon said, enough's enough. Dust off the tools, brought a ute, and headed to bluff. To, to those that think, good, we need some fresh blood, I'd say your cranium is obviously full with mud. Actually, I have got another page. Anyway, Simon, good luck with your new adventure. I will always think of you when nice blokes are mentioned. There you go. That's to a fictional planner that works at a fictional mine that's no longer working at that fictional mine. All right. And it's all, all made up, yeah. Oh, it's all made up. All those people, none of those people really exist. So, no, there's no suing available. All right. No, that is, that is very good. Oh, thanks, Benny. Um, you have always been known for your poems, and I suppose... The I mean, I'll try and get a scoop here um, for all the Glenmore people listening. 50 years, massive time for the club. Massive time for the club. Still trying to sell tickets, actually. <laughs> but, yeah. Will, I reckon you will sell some more tickets if you were doing a poem. Are you going to do a poem? Uh, well, this has been spoke about, but I don't think I can do a poem. But 
it has been spoke about. We're trying to limit speeches, though, but if, if some inspiration sh- strikes me, maybe we can come up with something. We'll see. It has, it has been asked by one person, <laughs> so it's not as if it's a um, they're clamouring at me to do one. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We might we might have to get you on the um, Zoom that night, Benny, just for five or ten minutes to catch the, catch the atmosphere of the occasion. I see the Saints had their hundred and fifty year one. Great it was. Great to see the big plug there, Nicky Winmar, Barry yeah, Breen, Stewie Lowe was there. Yep, there was a lot of people there. And when you think about one hundred and fifty years for one premiership, you've got to be loyal supporters, don't you? We are the loyalist. Yeah. Or, we're either the loyalist or the dumbest supporters. I don't know. We're not very... Joel Selwood's won more finals. He's played in more finals, yeah. <laughs> We've played in 22 finals in 150 years. He played in over that in his career. Yeah, not real good, actually. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, but actually, it's only us and Frio in the comp that haven't won a flag. Would that be right? Oh, no, sorry. Frio's the only team that hasn't won a flag. Uh, Giants and Gold Coast. Oh, that's right. They haven't won one either, yeah. We must yeah, be... The, we're the longest one that haven't won one because they weren't in there in 66. We've got the biggest yeah, premiership I think, the, I think you have the longest drought. Between premierships, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Frio's never won one, which is disappointing. But then, yeah, Geelong and Gold Coast, which I suppose haven't been too long. Yeah, it's Sydney and, um, <laughs> Sydney and Gold Coast. Yeah, well... Gold Coast and Sydney, they're in non-football states. I'd honestly, I'd have thought Frio would have won by now. I mean, they're in a Western Australia football stronghold. What goes on there, Ben? Yeah, I suppose maybe West Coast. Um, I suppose West Coast maybe took us took WA by storm in those first, well, not the first few years, but um, yeah. But I mean, there's there's only two teams over there. Goodness me, I think there's nine in Melbourne. Competing, like no, I, I think they. Yeah, at the same time, how many Victorian teams have won premierships? Um, since Frio have been in it. Yeah, when did Frio get in? Nineteen ninety something. Yeah, something like that. I think so. I think since then, every team Bass and yeah, every team Bass and Kilda. Would have won one. That's established there. Carlton would have won one. Richmond have won. Footscray have won. Essendon have won. Brisbane have won. Everyone. Bass and Kilda, every team. Melbourne have won. Mm. So all the all the all the established I mean, clubs have I'm won. I'm looking at ninety four. Yes. Look at ninety four. So, since ninety four. Yes. There has been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There has been ten teams outside of Victoria that have won it. Yeah, ten outside of Victoria that won it, and oh, you haven't been one of them. Ten, ten years. Oh, ten years. I was going to say there's not ten times there. Yeah, a team outside of Victoria that has won the premiership. Hmm. When you look at the Victorian teams, like you got to remember, there's a fair few Geelong premierships in there. There's a fair few Richmond premierships. Yep. There's a fair few Hawthorne premierships. Yeah. 
So a lot of these other, a lot of these other clubs are only picking up one. Hmm. How many of Frio got in that time though? Yeah. Yeah, none. But yeah. we're still a new club. Oh, how long are you new for, Ben? Twenty years. Oh, really? So well, next year. Oh, next year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. That'll be thirty years. Yeah, that'll 30 be thirty, years. I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, St Kilda, that's, we're still new new to winning premierships anyway. Not very good at it. But this could be our year. The 150 year could be the Saints. Ross Lyon is back. I apologise, Ross. I thought you were not the answer. Maybe you are the answer. And I'm thinking of booking tickets. I don't know. I don't know how to book them. I've never never had to book a grand final. I think you should get tickets whether Saints make it or not. Yeah, should too. But, but see, I can't get tickets yet. How do you get tickets early? I don't know. I remember, I remember looking at tickets one year, and I think it was like the only tickets left were like um, worth a grand or something. So, Ben, oh, since you've been, be. since you've left here, what's the funniest thing that's happened to you over there? You haven't been locked out. Dylan went over there. You didn't get locked out. Um, the strangest thing. Actually. It's not, it's not, um, <laughs> I did actually get locked out. Oh, really? By Dylan? Yeah. Was it Dylan again? Well, Dylan was in the room. Um, this is in Paris when we were at our backpackers. Yep. Um, you need to take, you had your hostel room, so there was eight of us in that room. Mm-hmm. And the toilets and the showers were like communal ones that were outside the door. Yep. And you needed to take your card everywhere. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I just needed to pee. And I went outside and I didn't take the card. And I didn't have my phone because I just went to pee. So then I didn't know what to do. And I ended up sitting outside for about 15 minutes. And I thought, I'll go down the reception because it's a 24-hour reception. There. Yeah, because that worked for me and last I, time this happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do this last time. So I was like, oh, I can actually go down to reception now. And they gave me a card to get back in. And then um, I found out in the morning, talking to Paula, that he'd done the exact same thing as well and locked himself out. Oh, God. God, she's hopeless. I, I... He also woke up and he was spewing the sink in the room that we had. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right, Al. On that note, Betty, we might wrap it up at that. Hold on the line a bit, though. I'll, I'll get your mother down. We'll get a little photo of you and that and because I think the people are missing you. All right, I've, I've got yeah, a. Yeah, you're just going to hold up the phone. Oh no, no, I've got a prop here for you as well. I've got, I've, <laughs> I've got a little Ben here, but we might put the phone up there as well too. All right, thanks very much for doing this, Benny. All right, and um, I'll get your mother down for a promo shot. All right, so hang on the line. All right, that's episode. What did I say it was? Episode nine in the bin. Episode nine. Yeah, yeah. I think next season, next week's is actually probably our 50th episode of Fresh from the Esky, actually. It's booming along, going great. We we have our up weeks, we have our down weeks. Joe Rogan is still not concerned, I don't think, at this stage. But I think those list gloggers are. I think those list gloggers might, they've liked a couple of the episodes. So I think they're because they're just a little concerned. I'll just realise our celebrity guest. Yes. Who would you like to see on? Should we make it one of the list gloggers then? One of the list cloggers, all right. Who are they? Um, da- Dylan Gorringe. Buckley and Daniel Gorringe. Is that it? Yeah. All right, I'll see if can get yeah, in contact yeah. with them. See if one of them want to come on the show. I thought about yeah. inviting one of the alpha blokes. I might get them another week, actually. Yeah, 
But yeah, we'll do that. All right, Benny. Thank you very much. We'll wrap this up at that. That's um, episode nine in the bin. Thanks very much. All right, thank you.